It's time to swing into the golf world of today with Springdale Golf Live on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Sponsored by Taylor Made and the New Jersey Golf Foundation. Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart. Members, friends, and players, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live, the pros show. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, the director of fun, and I'll be here with you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning in to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. You know, there's something I've wanted as sports starts to reboot, and that's an insider perspective on the different considerations, challenges, and culture shifts the teams, players, and fans all need to adapt to. Although the golf world experienced a reality check this week, the tour carries on. Different cities, different names, but in 2020, the song remains the same. Enjoy the rock anthem as we begin this week's show. Here we go. As the sports world continues its return, the next major professional league to resume play is Major League Soccer. Joining us this afternoon is one of their young sports business leaders. He's the VP of Marketing for the New England Revolution, one of the founding clubs of MLS back in 1996. A fresh mind and one we are very lucky could spare some time today. His name is Kahal Conlon, and I'm excited to introduce him to all of you. Kahal, welcome to Springdale Golf Live. How are things in beautiful Boston today? Things are good, Keith, my friend. Good to hear you again. Um, it's, uh, it's another beautiful day in the neighborhood. Well, that's good to hear. And it must be a busy day in the neighborhood because I read recently that MLS is getting ready to start up again in just a couple of weeks. You know, just as the PGA Tour is leading professional sports back, you're leading team sports back in a sense, you know. So what's your day-to-day like right now? It's got to be pretty busy up there. It's pretty hectic, yeah. Um, the league, the league, were fairly you know, committed from day one to making sure that we we were one of the first teams to hit the ground running here and get back one of the first leagues. Um, so it's sort of been ramping up for a little bit. Um, and as all all things go, you know, the closer you get to it, the more hectic it becomes. So um, now on the team side, on the with the actual technical staff, that's who's doing most of the cranking right now. You know, they're focused on all the testing and all the training and trying to make sure everyone's staying healthy. That's who's really cranking. Um, the pressure on our side and the business side is making sure to be bring as many of our sponsors and partners along for the ride as we possibly can. So it's um, it's a challenge um, trying to do this all from home and do it remotely is, is certainly a challenge too. But um, you know, it's so far so good. We're uh, we're cranking and we're we're really excited about this tournament that's going to start in a little over a week or so. Well, you know, you mentioned the business side of things there, and I, I want to consider that for just a second because it you know all of this is new to everyone. And you talked about your sponsors and your partners. And I'm just curious, in the development of all of this since March, um, when things kind of shut down, and where you are now, um, what are what, I mean, give me a story about something that you just couldn't possibly have imagined that you are going through right now. Yeah, I think for for our sport, right, it's, our sport is so dependent on the supporter culture, and it's so dependent on how our fans interact with both our players and interact with each other in the stadium, right? Um, we don't have noise meters and stuff like that at our games, right? The supporters drive the noise and drive the soundtrack. And when you strip that away from our sport, it's a very daunting task to try to present a, a soccer match and a soccer tournament without fans. That's an extremely daunting challenge. And that's one that we've 
sort of had to wrestle with and figure out what what is the best way to do that. What's the best way to keep a connection to really the big point of differentiation for our sport versus the other four major sports in America is that supporter culture. And you strip that away from us and what do we do? Um, so we've had to sort of reimagine the whole the whole concept from the ground up as to what a soccer match should look and feel like. Um, you know, the Bundesliga came back, that gave us some tips. Premier League came back, give us some more tips. But, it, you know, in those situations, our, our is even more unique in that we're going to a complex in the wild world of sports in Disney that does not have structures around it, does not have stands, does not have where a crowd would be. So even the even the sort of audio soundtrack of supporters feels a little weird when, you, when you're looking at a screen that doesn't have stands. So it's a whole new level of just strange to try to produce this thing. And that, that's, I think, when the league deserve a lot of credit when they try to imagine what this comeback would look like to develop this tournament, this World Cup-style tournament, a festival of soccer, to try and bring it back in a way that's compelling and captivating for the contest. Um, the fact that every game really immediately means something um because again when you strip away all those things we, we've spent the whole our all our storytelling is around look and listen to our game look how vibrant this is look at these supporters look at these banners look at these rituals and traditions and musket men firing guns and big giant hammers and we have all this stuff going on around the game and now we're in a world where none of that is allowed and how do we bring that back in without making it super cheesy and super annoying well, you touched upon it there, and you mentioned the EPL, right? And the PGA Tour is out there, you know. So you have some beta cases that are in front of you, right? Um, have has Don Garber and the, the commissioner's office been in touch with those different leagues? They must have, right? And and what have you guys learned just as a franchise about so, some of those questions that you just raised, which are which are really poignant and they're important to the fan base and to keeping all of MLS's momentum going here in 2020. Yeah, so I think what was important was, you know, and, and yes, the, the, the league have been, you know, they're in constant communication with the other the other major sports in America and then also the leagues that have come back quicker. There's been a lot of dialogue going on there to figure out the best way to, to execute this. And again, I think it's so unique for, for MLS that we're going to this neutral venue tournament, right? Um, that's, that's something that the Premier League and the Bundesliga haven't done. So it's a whole new sort of animal for us um, that it's not going to home stadiums. But I think what we what we as clubs wanted to try and make sure that even though this is a, a league production, right, it's an MLS's back tournament, was that the clubs still had their own identity within the productions. And we still had flashes and pieces of color wherever we could of our supporters and our story. Um, so you'll see some stuff like, you know, um, sort of digital overlays on the screens. You'll see, you know, I think, most Premier League clubs have done it, but you've sort of brought in Zoom screens into the stadium, right, with fans on it. There won't be physical structures in the stadium, but I think there'll be a way for our fans to take part in the broadcast. Um, and the other sort of unique team thing, right, with the, with the audio soundtracks, right, for the Bundesliga and the Premier League, the home team, it's it's their noise you're listening to, right? So if you're watching a Liverpool game on NBC Sports, it's a Liverpool crowd soundtrack you're listening to. And we couldn't do that for MLS because there is no home team. It's a neutral venue tournament, right? So again, you're like, do you have this sort of neutral hum of crowd noise because you can't have one team over the other? So um, those pieces, believe it or not, are still being sort of fine-tuned as we scream at a, a breakneck speed towards July 8th when this tournament is supposed to start. But there's some really sharp minds and some of the the best minds in both gaming, you know, audio tracks and event production that are that are working on this thing hand-in-hand hand with the league to make sure that when this tournament kicks off on July 8th that when you tune in to watch it on TV, it's going to be, 
a pretty unique experience, we think. Well, I, there's no doubt it's going to be unique. And you touched upon it there when you mentioned the word, you know, identity and how to maintain the team's identities. And folks, if you're just joining us, the identity of the man that you're listening to is Mr. Kahal Conlon. He's the VP of marketing for the New England Revolution of one of MLS's premier franchises. I love how you said, well, you know, we're speeding towards this start on July 8th. All right. And, and I want to talk in a minute just about, you know, what the breakdown is of, of how this is all going to happen. What what types of games are going to be played and, and how long you, you plan for that to go on. But before you get there, I, I just have one brief question. When all these conversations started, do you feel like this is a short timeline to get where you are or a long timeline? Yeah, it's, it's a great question because I think when we first started discussing what a return to play would look like and this Orlando concept was, was being rumored in the media for it felt like forever. Um, we were being asked about it by our sponsors before we even had you know, any sort of confirmation from the league that was happening. There was a bunch of leaks that were coming out. It was, it was, it felt like it was taking forever to announce the tournament and get the, get the thing scheduled and get it ready for us to talk about. But from that point on, it has just gone at absolute breakneck speed from there to, okay, now we know this tournament's happening. We know what, what's, what assets we have. We know what it's going to look and feel like we think. Now we have to just go and execute it. Now it's, so the last three weeks have been an absolute whirlwind. Um, and this is where it gets even, you know, more complex with them not being, you know, together as a team to sort of work on all this stuff side by side and cranking it together. Now, this whole separation and working from home, which the whole company is doing, has just added an extra layer of complexity on top of that. So it's, it's sort of both. It's in the middle of it took forever to get announced. And now it's just chaos to try and get us to the finish line. Well, you know, folks here on Springdale Golf Live, my avid listeners, um, are mostly golf fanatics, but we love to talk about the pop culture of sports. So give them a little update on what this tournament is. What is the game plan here? It's 26 teams going to Disney to do what? To do basically a, a World Cup style tournament. So I think most most people, whether you're soccer fans or not, are familiar with the World Cup, right? You have group sort of round robin group stage play followed by a knockout. So there's um group stage player will play a minimum of three games. Every club will play a minimum of three games down there in the group stage. Those three games will count towards your regular season standings. So um, that's sort of another unique piece about this. So there is an immediate sort of tournament that has a cash prize that has a Champions League qualifying spot for the winner. So you'll get through the groups great. Top two teams from each group qualify for knockouts. Then you have your standard quarterfinals, semifinals, final bracket, right? So um, World Cup style is the easiest way to think about it, but you have the immediate Champions League qualification for the winner, which is a huge prize, but the the points gathered down there also count your regular season standing. So MLS's intention is to finish this term and then come back to play in home markets. That's that's the plan. Think about it as a World Cup to relaunch the regular season. Well, I'm going to think about it as a World Cup for sure, because that's a good transition for me. I mean, soccer is, or football, however you want to phrase it, is all things considered the most popular sport in the world, right? You know, uh, I think 3.6 billion people watched the World Cup in its entirety, the Men's World Cup in 2018, and the most recent Women's World Cup was like another billion people. So fans are an integral part of your game, and and you touched upon this earlier, right? So uh, as the marketing executive for the New England Revolution, and, and you're leading that connection between you and the fan base, right? What are some of the things outside of just when when it's in game to connect the fans back to your product? Because all signs in the sports business world point towards MLS just having a fantastic year in 2020. The growth, 
two more years, you're adding four more teams. I mean, there's all sorts of really interesting storylines that were about to take place and you still want to take advantage of. How are you going to do this? Yeah, look, it's, this is our 25th season, right? So um, the league, it was supposed to be a big celebration for the league. Um, you know, we had, we're obviously touched on one of the original franchises, right? A point we're really, really proud of. And we had a whole plan laid out and we named our, our all-time 11. Um, you know, we a fan voted team. We were going to bring those guys back, honor them. Um, we had this whole plan, right? And then that, that's out the window now. Now you have to sort of re-engineer what it is. But what we've, we pride ourselves that our, that our players are very accessible and they're very connected to the fan base. So we had to do what everybody else has done. We rely on Zooms, Zoom calls and rely on technology to connect our players to our fans. We had weekly sessions with season ticket holders with their players, getting tours at our houses, doing cooking demos, gaming, playing FIFA, skills. We had a whole set of, um, you know, with our, our Jersey partners, United Healthcare, we did a whole set of sort of home with the pros, right? We had players taking people through skills and drills they could do from their own house, right? Um, so we've we've relied on a lot of that. The the same tools everyone else is using to stay in touch, right? We had to lean into really quickly and figure out the best way to make sure that our fans were still able to access our players. Um, and our players were great. I mean, they, they spent so much time on different calls, popping in and out of rooms. We had one of the stranger things we were doing was we were simulating our regular season through FIFA. So whatever we were supposed to play at the weekend, we played it on a FIFA simulation. We streamed it and we had our supporters were getting together for watch parties or a tailgate and our players would join the tailgate um, and watch the FIFA simulation player with our supporters, which is one of the sort of cooler, more unique things we did. But um, really, you know, it's, it's again, it was, there is no manual for this. There's no, there's no book for flip to page 101 that tells you how to market a sports team that's not allowed to play games. So we really did a lot of this was flying by the seat of our pants and trying to figure out, throw as much as we could at the wall and see what stuck. Well, I, I mean, you guys have done a tremendous job. And, you know, all of the things that you just mentioned are are really cool. And, you know, I followed your career and you've always had these Vanguard ideas. You've You've followed my career since back in the day when I was a caddy. Well, you know, um, yes, I have. So uh, (laughs) that being said, um, you've always had these innovative ideas, right? You've always been a Vanguard thinker and and being outside the box, right? Um, I have this big theory that when the PGA Tour was reintroduced, that they had this tremendous opportunity because they were the first ones back for golf to have this exposure. So you go to those, the driving relief from TaylorMade or you go to the Tom Brady, uh, Peyton Manning skins match. Um, so then the PGA Tour rolls out. It's the only kind of American professional sp- uh, sports league in play. And now you guys are jumping back. How do you view this opportunity? Do you see it in a similar light? I, I feel like you must. And that's why I asked the question is that you, you have this like opportunity before NBA and, and, you know, some of the big power horses come back to do something. And what might that something be? Yeah, there's no doubt. And I think this was part of the league's, um, you know, urgency to get back was to to have an opportunity to capture eyeballs. Right. And um, people are ready to watch sport right they want sport back it's crucial we get sports back and people are ready for sports and we are going to put our product in front of everybody who wants to watch it and who wants to tune in and i think this gets back to why it was such a clever way to to roll out a tournament like this to get started again i don't know if you just roll out the regular season if people are just tuning in to watch a regular season game between you know fc dallas and real salt lake i'm not sure that happens but now if you tell people we're putting on a World Cup-style tournament where every one of these games counts for something. 
It's going to be over in like four to five weeks. We're going to crown a champion and every game is really, really important. I think people will tune in for that regardless. So we have an opportunity to just introduce ourselves again to people who, to, and to your point, right, the league is growing, right? We're, we're doing just fine as a league, but any chance we can get to sort of chip away at, you know, the, the big four as they're traditionally known, right, we'll take it. And I think in this climate, you know, with, with particularly baseball and struggles baseball are having, right, and, you know, I think for us to be out there as, while NHL are still selecting venues and the NBA are still working on their protocol and Major League Baseball are still just trying to figure out how to talk to each other, we're out there with a the tournament and we're like, we're ready to go. Like, our teams are boarding planes. We're ready to go. We're heading down. July 8th is coming. Let's go. All right. Well, I I love that mentality. And certainly, as you said, to quote, we'll take it. Well, I, you know, the sports fans will definitely take it. And uh, there's one more thing we have to take, and that's a quick break. So could you hang with us for just a couple more minutes? Absolutely. All right. Well, folks, it's 317 p.m. here in Princeton. Thanks for listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Be back in a moment with more from today's sports business standout, Kahal Kama. Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals, so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programs and special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Let's get back on course as Springdale Golf Live continues on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Once again, Keith Stewart. Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You know me as the director of fun. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. As discussed just before the break, Major League Soccer is heading down south. In tribute to their move toward a return, here's a little Ed Sheeran to not only inspire them, but our guest as well. Enjoy. Weekend's close. Hit that volume button. So join me in this bed. I'm in. Push up on me and sweat, darling. So I'm gonna put my time in. I'm gonna stop until the angels sing. Jump in that water, be free. Come south of the border with me. We're back on the 10th tee, starting the back nine with the imaging and experience leader of the New England Revolution, one of MLS's leadership franchises for sure. Kahal, thanks for staying with us for a couple more minutes. Let's consider the sports comeback again. Um, As franchise executive, what's your reaction to the week the PGA Tour has had? Yeah, you know, it's... um... It's a little bit. I feel. I feel for a lot of a lot of the people. Right. It, this is so tricky, and this is such a, a tough thing to navigate. This space. Right. You do everything you can to make sure everyone's prepared, and you're trying to get your your product back, and get your league back, and get your get your platform back. And somebody might test positive, and it throws a spanner in the works. And what are you going to do? Right. There's contingency plans for all of this. We we as a league, some of our clubs have had players test positive. You had to shut down training. You had to sort of go back to square one. Um, but the PGA Tour, they're the first guys that, to try and do this. So the first people that are out there trying to get back. They were always going to struggle a little bit because it's such an unknown. And I think it's unfortunate to, to overlook the fact that they managed to get tournament scheduled and get all the players there and get through all this stuff. That sort of is forgotten because there's a, there's a hiccup along the way. And you're like, okay, like 
hold on, just can we can we consider for a second what they actually pulled off to get a tournament played in this climate? That's incredible. Well, I just knew you would have such a, a, a really poignant, refreshing view on that, because as a league executive, you know, you, you see all these things that are going on and not, you know, it's not sexy to talk about, you know, what the policy is when something goes wrong. We're just going to talk about all of the good things we're going to do. Right. But I mean, the first thing you touched upon was that there are there's been thought put into this and there there's already policy in place and procedure to do no matter what. Right. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the reasons why, you know, for this show, talking about the pop culture of sports, I wanted to have you on today is that we need this insider viewpoint, I think, right now. You know, and and I get it. You know, the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan, they have a lot of critics, so they're trying to keep that inner circle tight. But it, it's really good to hear your opinion there. And, you know, folks, if, you, if you're just joining us right now, we're talking to Kahal Conlon. He's the VP of Marketing for the New England Revolution. And we're discussing the return of the PGA Tour, the start of MLS going back to Disney and having this big tournament. And there's a lot going on there, Kahal. But you've always had a lot going on. Right. And as you put all of this together and you kind of take a take a look back, I always like to have some fun. And I say, all right, um, I want you to not maybe not write a letter because we're on the radio here. But if we were going to call up yourself maybe a year ago, two years ago, knowing what you know now, what advice would you give going forward? You know, I, I think I think I would have told and I've tried to tell this person all the way along that, you know, whatever you're working on at that current point, you have to take something from it that you can bring forward. Um, and I think we've, I've always been conscious of, you know, and this goes back to, I, I started my career in golf, you know, this goes back to the attention to detail that was required back then, um, sort of event planning and just coordination and time management and all those skills that I learned back then, that's what's sort of come to the fore now, right? It's, it's not as, we've had to go from all the sort of, romantic marketing, telling the stories, connection points, all these things, right? Engagement, right? That's the buzzword, engagement, engage your fans, right? That's, that's, what, that's what you focus on. You spend all your time on how do we weave our stories through everything we're doing. And then somebody comes and yanks the book away and says, okay, now you have nothing to write on. You have nothing to draw with, paint the picture. And you're like, okay, well, okay. So what do you fall back on? And you fall back on those fundamental skills of, okay, now we have to coordinate a team of people that's working remotely all over the state of Massachusetts. Um, sometimes beyond, right? We got to coordinate all those people. We got to make sure we're all on the same page. We got to fall back on these sort of fundamental skills of organization and time management and communication and delegation and those pieces to make sure that we keep pushing towards this completely new objective, which none of us have any preparation for. So when you when you have an, an unknown that you're going towards and you don't know how to get there, you have to fall back on the fundamentals. And that's what I think I would... I would tell that guy a couple of years ago, you're right to focus on those skills because you're going to need them um, because the world went haywire, you know, out of, out of nowhere. We went from, again, planning a, two, a 25th anniversary season of celebration to, okay, you may not play in front of fans this year. Here you go. So. I mean, that's quite a challenge right there. And <laughs> you know, I, I love that. All right. So let's talk about that whiteboard for a second. It's blank. Right. Mm -hmm. And one of the fundamentals that I want to touch upon real quickly is where do you get your inspiration from? Because I love the way you present your product is very clever. Right. And I mean that in, in the most positive way I could use that adjective. You know what I mean? It's smart. It's efficient. It's point. It's pointed. It's focused message. Right. Where do you get your inspiration from? Because I feel like you get it from somewhere outside the sport world. I think it's always been important to not focus solely on 
um, whatever is right in front of you that day and not to focus purely on the fact that we're marketing a soccer team, right? Because we're not, we're, we're there's an emotional connection that people have to our brand, right? That, that you just don't get in other consumer products, right? And it's important for us to understand the people that are, that are sort of invested in this. And when I lived in Liverpool, right? I, I was a big Liverpool fan before I went there, but when I lived there and, you know, firsthand experience what that club meant to those people in that city, right? That For me to bring that mindset to Boston and to New England and to our fans, right? And our fan base is not as, it's not as big as the Red Sox and the Bruins and the Patriots and the Celtics, right? But, and we don't have those generations of history. We're just finishing the first generation of Revs fans. But this club means everything to those people, right? And it's our job is to make sure that we, we help those people connect to our club. And they don't do that through ticket packages or pricing or amenities. They do it through emotion and they do it through feeling. And I think that's always been, you know, I've always tried to make, keep a human connection in what we're doing. And that, that's the most important thing for us. And I think that's helping us now as well. Because I think our fans understand that we're navigating this with them. We we don't really know from day to day what the world looks like either. And we're in there with them and we're we're struggling on Zoom calls with them and we're trying to do everything we can. And we have this human connection that's really, really crucial. There's no doubt that we're all feeling a little bit of a human connection here today with the man, the myth, the legend here, Mr. Kahal Conlon, the <laughs> VP of marketing for the New England Revolution. I, I'm impressed that uh, first of all, as a side, I want to say congratulations to your Liverpool Football Club. Thank you, sir, um, for winning the English Premier League uh, season title yesterday. I know that's a long a, time. As a result, um, here's another thing that's a, a long time coming that uh, will hopefully elicit some emotions and some feelings. Is that one of the things we love to do here on Springdale Golf Live is a little rapid fire Q and A. So it. you know, love it's it. a little bit of a rough transition there between <laughs> Liverpool's championship, but oh. <laughs> Well, we're going to play a little uh, of the You'll Never Walk Alone for you there. Oh. All right. What What do you think? Does that, does that bring a tear to your eye? You're getting me all emotional now. Get me well, all emotional. I, if that won't make you emotional, this rapid fire experience certainly will. So are you up for this? I am ready. Bring it on. All right. Here we go. Favorite Liverpool player of all time? Kenny Dalglish or Steven Gerrard. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes or no? Yes. One concert all time with backstage passes. Who do you go see? Oh man! Oh boy, that's a tough one. Oh, I, oh God! If I could go backstage for Bon Jovi playing "Dead or Alive," New Jersey's finest, love it. Thing you miss the most during quarantine? Uh, people. On a scale of one to ten, rate your driving. <laughs> a car or a golf ball? This is not a golf question. Uh, I give myself a solid eight, I think. Do you have any tattoos? Yes. Anything we can mention? Yes. Yeah, I have um, the, the most ancient form of writing in Ireland was called OM, O-G-H-A-M. So I have my children's initials in OM on my arm. Yeah. All right. That's cool. Um, if you could be an actor in any movie, what would it be? Uh, it would be A Few Good Men, and I would be Tom Cruise uh, questioning Jack, Nichol- Jack Nicholson. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner person? Breakfast. Outside of your family, name one person you'd like to have breakfast with then. Right now, Jorgen Klopp. I get it. I get it. He's done something quite fascinating with that Liverpool franchise. That's pretty he, cool. He's an, he's an incredible, incredible person. And I would encourage anybody who's, if you're not a soccer fan or not, just look up Jorgen Klopp. And 
his career and what he's done at every club he's been at is phenomenal. One more. When you hear the word visionary, who is the first person who comes to mind? Oh, man. Oof. That's a rapid fire question? Indeed. Wow. That's a great question. Initially, I'm just because I'm so focused on, on our league, right? And I think I think Don Garber deserves a lot of credit for what he's done for Major League Soccer. You know, I, I think, again, close to home, but someone like a Robert Kraft, for what, for what he did for, you know, the Patriots franchise when he took it over, um, what he's been able to do, you know, his vision around Patriot Place and Foxborough and Gillette Stadium and all that stuff. And he's also, you know, Major League Soccer would not exist without him either. I think this off the top of my head, just close to home, those two guys. But um, I'm going to think about that, and I'm going to get back to you with a, a better answer at some point. You caught me off guard with that one. I think those are both great answers. And, you know, when it comes to unique vision, I'm just so happy we got to spend the time with you today. My listeners got to know you. Kahal Conlon, I appreciate you taking the time. I know you guys are Pleasure. very busy getting ready for July 8th. I wish you the best of luck in the return. Hey, let's make the comeback better than the setback, okay? Love it. Love it. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. There it is. Another amazing week of content here on Springdale Golf Live. Now, before I send you over to my Fox Sports colleague, Mr. Doug Gottlieb, let's thank those that support us and love us. That's TaylorMade Golf, New Jersey Golf Foundation. Of course, Be Dratty, Fairway and Green, Zero Restriction, EP New York. Those brands, we all know them as Summit Golf Brands. F.H. Wadsworth, got to thank my man on the board, Wade Weezer. Wade, have a great weekend, man. Springdale Board of Governors for their support and true golf management for all they do at the club and abroad. And most importantly, got to thank my listeners. Well, I'm heading to Springdale, but where are you headed? Well, let the tower be your guide. And from here to Hartford, and of course, everywhere online, may you all have a Springdale day. This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920 The Jersey.